Over the next few minutes, we're going to talk about how to manage when your 15-year-old daughter hates it and gets super angry when you try and talk about sex. So welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car with you each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And the answer for this week's question comes from the Courage Pillar inside the Evolved Family Method. There are 16 strategies inside this pillar all about connection um, and we've got time to focus on one today because sometimes the priority um, has to be on understanding what our child needs and that builds connection with them so it's not so much about what we need it's about what they need and um, if we want to stay connected with them over the long term and be there for them when things are tough, then um, that is absolutely where we need to focus our attention. So let's focus on that now. So what might be happening for you if you have this situation where your 15 year old um, gets angry and upset whenever you try and talk about sex and in fact um, in this question there was some additional information about if she even has a sense or maybe suspects that they've been having sex um, that she will just be completely and utterly disgusted and turned off so um, you may be feeling bewildered about what to do um, you also might be confused because um, you're doing the right thing for her. You're giving her the benefit of your wisdom and your experience. Uh, you're prioritizing um, her future sexual health. Um, you know that information is important, so you're focusing on that. Um, you remember being the age she's at now. You have pretty clear memories of being 15 and what information and support you needed, but didn't feel like you had. So all at the same time, um, you don't want to damage your connection with her. So it's really confusing at the moment about what is going on and what is the right thing to do. And it makes sense that it would be like that. All of us who are raising a child or children that we care about so much will have their best interests in, at heart and be doing what we think is best. For them and um, that will be the guiding sort of reasons why we show up and we say what we think is the right thing to say and we do what we think is the right thing to do and um, all of this stems from the care and love we have for our child now what i know is that when we act from our sense of care and love and do what we think is right uh, for our child that actually that's a sign that the courageous and tongue-tied parenting effect is in play because um, we are absolutely focusing on where what we think is right um, because we have more experience well, that's, that's completely valid um, and maybe not realizing that our child is different to us um, so the courageous tongue-tied parenting effect comes into play when our focus feels like it's the right focus um, and maybe it is for providing information but actually there's a focus that is even more powerful 
to uh, build deeper connections with our child. And when we can focus on that part in our parenting, we move from courageous tongue-tied parenting into um, this ongoing act of building our evolved communicating family, which is absolutely based on connection. So let's talk about how to manage when your 15-year-old hates it and gets super angry when you try to talk about sex. Point number one, behavior is logical. So whatever her emotions are, whatever she says, whatever she does, it completely makes sense and it's communicating something to you. Whether it's body language that you're noticing or the tone of her voice or the words she actually says, it sounds like she's being pretty clear about how, um, I think the word that the question, the person who asked the question used was disgusting and disgusted. She is by conversations and by any hint of anything to do with sex um, in your relationship. So um, I teach a apology strategy uh, inside, well, when before COVID, when we used to be able to meet up in halls and have like 140 parents there and we'd all be um, talking and learning about how to have conversations about sensitive stuff, there was an apology strategy that I used to teach. And I'm going to uh, outline that for you now because if we are prioritizing connection, then it's absolutely about starting where your child is at and their feelings. It's not about justifying or explaining why logically what you've been doing makes sense. Now I'm going to read out the apology strategy just to make sure that you've got it pretty clear in your head. So it starts off with, I need to apologize to you. I need to apologize to you. I've realized that I haven't been taking your feelings into account and um, I've been starting conversations that you find unpleasant and, um, and disgusting may as well go straight use the words she's using there's no point softening it or making it less than um, how she feels it is and then you go on I'm really sorry about that it must feel awkward and frustrating to not have your needs respected I'm aware of that now and will be doing my best in the future to make changes and um, thanks so much for being patient right so what's happened there is you have taken the problem and you're pulled it into yourself and taken full responsibility for as much of it as you can. Um, again, this is about connection. So that is the first act of making connection is taking responsibility for all of this part of this dynamic that you find yourself in that is causing separation and pain and frustration between, um, between all of you. You may have an example of where someone taking responsibility and apologizing has worked really well for you. If you've ever rung up a good customer service support center to do with a product that hasn't worked or an experience you had at a restaurant or whatever, and you've said your piece about like, oh, I, was, I bought this thing, it cost me 1,000 euro and it broke within two weeks and I'm really frustrated about it. And the person on the other end of the line says, wow, I'm so sorry about that. That is not the level of service that we would expect and not the quality of products that we, um, we usually stock in our store. I'm really sorry about that. Um, let's see what we can do to make this work. If you've ever had that experience, you'll know what it feels like. It's like, yes, finally, someone's listening, right? So we want to give um, your daughter that experience too. Point number two, prioritizing connection in a situation like this where she is angry and upset 
um, and has been for a while because of conversations that keep coming up. Look like, well, prioritizing connection looks like saying how she is feeling, right? So um, rather than excusing um, or explaining why it's important to have conversations, you are putting into words how difficult and unpleasant it must have been for her. Um, inside the Evolve School, we teach this strategy and we call it naming the elephant because it's oftentimes about trying to find uh, the things that our child is feeling and thinking about us that they don't feel able to say. So it's like the elephant in the room. And it's based on a very powerful um, tactical empathy tools that uh, hostage negotiators negotiators are trained to use um, in the FBI. So I'm sort of here for anything that can be used with international acts of terrorism and um, abductions, I think will be up for the task of dealing with complicated and um, emotionally charged situations uh, as we raise teenagers. So the way naming the elephant works is that we are trying to name all the frustration and difficulty and like really unflattering things that our child is thinking about us, like that we are controlling and we don't care about their feelings and um, we're, we're completely focused on sex and in an unhealthily shocking way and um, we're embarrassing and you know, all those things that if they could say without fear of reprisal what they thought of us, then um, these are the things they would say. And so our job is to think about what these are and um, reflect them back to our kid. It's, you know, may feel a little bit scary because it's so countercultural and so opposite of what we would, we've been taught to do in our culture because our culture is not about um, really getting into the shoes of the other person. So, um, you know, it takes practice. It's important to learn how to do it and it takes practice. Step number three, do this strategy of putting yourself in her shoes and imagining how she's feeling and then speaking that out more than you ever thought you would need to do. So um, if you say, for example, um, one afternoon, you know, I've been thinking about conversations we've had in the past and I realized that um, it must have felt like I didn't care about what you felt and I wasn't interested in what you needed. If you had a conversation like that and she's just like, yes, or whatever, and she's still angry, it means that you have more of those. You have more of those and you keep showing up and having more of those revelations like, oh, you know, I realized yesterday that um, my behavior must have felt like, and then say how your behavior must have felt like, all those difficult and painful things. So point number three is really, if the strategy of getting into her shoes and naming all the elephants isn't working, it means um, maybe that you haven't found the right elephant or that um, she needs to hear you say it 20 more times, 40 more times, 60 more times to really felt, to feel, to really help her feel deeply understood. Um, so what you've learned in those three steps is how to approach this situation of an angry, um, upset and disgusted 15 year old um, in a way that builds deeper connection. But it's really hard to do this if 
you don't have the skills to care for yourself at the same time. This is counterintuitive work. It goes against our culture of um, like apportioning blame to someone else. And look, let's face it, all of us do it in our family. I don't know about you. I absolutely do it. Like this is so different to what we've been raised um, to do in relationships when we're in conflict. So it makes sense that you would find it difficult. And so that is where the kindness pillar comes in of the evolved family method that we are absolutely learning emotional intelligence skills that are focused back in on ourselves so that when we are doing this really complex, challenging, pioneering, amazing work um, that is focused on connection in our family, that we are not doing that from a place of emptiness and pain, that we are at the same time caring for ourselves in a way that helps us show up um, in the way that we would want to for our child, because we all want to do the absolute best we can. Some of us may even be wanting to prevent any remorse and um, feelings of um, despair that we're worried we might have in the future if we don't um, do what we can now. If you would like to learn the whole of the Evolved Family Method in a way that is supportive, kind and caring and you have someone there to answer questions as you go along, then um, you may be interested in the Evolve School. It only opens twice a year and it's closed at the moment. I'm in there right now. At the time that this podcast is um, being published, the Evolve School is almost finished for uh, another run. So if you would like to find out the next time that it opens, head over to sarahsproul.com forward slash evolve or the link in my bio or anywhere that you're watching or listening to this episode of Sitting in a Car. Put your name down and your email address and then you don't have to do anything else. You can take a big sigh of relief in, safe in the knowledge that I will take responsibility for letting you know when the Evolve School opens next so that you can work out um, if that's the right way to learn how to build a deeper connection with your kids as you learn more about how to talk about sensitive stuff. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And bye for now.